two, three, four. In this podcast, you will only hear Knights of Vader, Knights of Vader, includes but is not led to who talk of Star Wars, not Reagans. We can't truly prepare for the junk that follows this song, but hey, we give it a try. So here's the Knights of Vader. Crystal Fox reports they are divided. For equal sequel, hate and love they fight I know that we are just musicians hired. And their time is up, so here's the Knights of Vader. Most impressive. A big thank you to Inspiriority Complex for providing our theme song. It is April 1st, 2019. Everyone's favorite day to be on the internet, April Fool's Day. My name is Zach Weber, and I'm joined by the guy that the trees are afraid of on Octo, Mr. Force Ghost Jim. <laughs> Good evening, everybody. Thanks for having me back on, Zach. <laughs> See, Jim, that joke never gets old. The fact that you, that you like lighting trees on fire is a Force Ghost. One scene in the movie, it never, the joke will never run out of steam. It never will. Alrighty, folks. Uh, last week, I talked about how I was going to change the podcast release schedule. I think I said it was going to be Tuesday. I lied, obviously, because you had an episode last Thursday. But due to the fact that Celebration is about to occur in two days, this episode will go out on Tuesday, which hopefully you're listening to it on, because most of what this episode entails is what we want to hear at Star Wars Celebration, and if we release that on our normal Thursday, it basically have about a 24-hour shelf life, and everyone would be saying, why aren't you talking about the Episode Nine title and trailer? But with that being said, before we delve into exactly what we want from Star Wars Celebration, it's been a, at least a month or so since Force Ghost Jim was on, and I have to ask, considering that Jim is definitely the, the elder amongst us in the Knights of Vader... Jim, what are your thoughts on the fact that we, as of recording this, we still do not have a title or really anything official to chew on from episode nine? Well, I, I think it is, uh, like I said, this movie coming out, episode nine is really, they're trying to do a reset, restart. And I think they're just playing their cards close to their chests on this one because Solo and, uh, that and then the backlash against uh, episode eight. I think they're just going to keep things tight and keep everybody wondering because it's still a topic of conversation with everybody. Uh, that's my whole take on it. I mean, I think they're just waiting to announce it and they waited for the big thing. And I think it's all going to come out at celebration. I think you'll get your teaser at celebration and I think you'll get your title at celebration. That's going to be the anchor for it, and then I think you're going to find out if Hayden Christensen is also going to be in it, because he's actually attending Celebration this year. So. Well, he attended the one two years ago, too. Everyone thought he was going to be in The Last Jedi. Right, but again, that was with Ryan Johnson. This is with the original group, so I think you, they, you know, as I said, it sounds like J.J. Abrams is pulling out all stops on this, trying to, to repair it. I don't know, but this, putting Hayden Christensen episode nine constitute is repairing. I would imagine a lot of people would see that as a detriment. Well, but you know what? You're starting to see this. And it's not my generation. It's a little bit younger generation than me. You're starting to see more love for the prequels. You're starting to see more love for them. And because it's the people that grew up on them, you know, that is their group. So I'm like, 
you know, but we'll see. We'll see. Fair enough. All right, because I, like I said, it's always fun pe- picking people's minds about that. I guess we'll just get into it. We basically, at this Star Wars celebration, they're going to, after months of being in a Star Wars drought when it comes to official information, this upcoming weekend, we are going to be inundated with so much Star Wars content, we're gonna we're not gonna know which way is up. So with all this stuff, we have Episode Nine, we have the Mandalorian, we have Vader Immortal, the VR thing, we have Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, we have Clone Wars Saved, we have Jedi Fallen Order, the video game. We have so much stuff. So Jim, out of all these, which are you the most excited for? Okay, I'm most excited for. The whole episode nine, getting the information out there officially, the teaser trailer, the title teaser trailer, seeing what they're going to give us with that. Maybe even a full trailer at this point because they're so because this. I mean, this movie comes out here shortly. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like we're two years out on this. I'm looking forward to more information on the Mandalorian, and then that whole everybody's keep they keep leaking information about the new trilogy being set in the era of the old Republic. That would be interesting to see what they're going to do with that. I was wondering about that too, during this seeing like, if we're going to be getting like some sort of like information about whether it be the, the, the game of Thrones guys or Ryan Johnson's. And yeah, I'm looking at the celebration 2019 schedule and there's no panel that's listed as like the future of star Wars. Well, and and you know what? I think, I think Disney is playing its cards close again, giving us just information to keep us talking about it. But I think also it's also to prevent the backlash. If they're not getting any information, then they're not getting the backlash. You know, I, I think they're just they've just shut down the 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 information stream, and then they'll by the time they give it to us, everybody's going to be excited and ready to hear for it. They'll be the people that complain. They're always of them. Again, we just need to get back in the mood and go, God, at least Star Wars is still going on. Get these prima donnas that just want to bitch and moan about everything. God almighty. But, but Jim, that's half, that's half of what Star Wars, being a Star Wars fan is nowadays, is complaining about how you hate what's currently popular. Well, and, and, and the problem is, I, and, and that's just too bad, because I need to just, <laughs> they just need to get happy in the pants they're mad in. I, I, that is just... If they, if they want Star Wars and they want things to continue going on, the problem is they're getting Disney actually lists appears to be listening is including some, you know, different things inside this new movie coming out, you know, and they're trying to do a little, little course correction in. But if they get too much like this, who knows what Disney will do? Disney does need the money. Well, that's okay. That's multifaceted right there. What you just said, because when you look at this. There's the aspect of Disney doesn't need the money, but if you look at what what Disney's about to go through, like in 2020, look at it this way: the Avengers Endgame is being sold as the grand conclusion to the Iron Man, Thor, Captain America saga of the MCU, and Episode Nine is being sold as the end to the Skywalker saga. Right, I've heard that. And you look at what 2020 holds in the Disney slate when it comes to movies. You got a Black Widow movie, which I've said oh. before, n- nothing's as exciting like a standalone film for a character that was introduced 10 years earlier. And Star Wars is a giant question mark as of right now. Nobody knows for certain what 
it's going to happen to the MCU post end game. You know, nobody knows. It's a question mark. Obviously, uh, Captain Feminism is doing well enough that clearly she's going to. I don't know if she'll be another Robert Downey Jr., but she's clearly going to be able to buoy this for the foreseeable future. But it's the idea of do we know for certain that maybe Disney doesn't want it? Like, I think it's still weird that we're getting episode nine, so not quickly. And I still think we, they should have done every three years. You space out these Star Wars movies a little bit more. I know they wanted to get to a to a like a spot where it would be like Marvel, where you have two or three a year. Which Marvel can do. Star Wars cannot sustain two to three movies a year. That's just, you, you take the fun ass Star Wars that way. That means you, do, you have a fundamental misunderstanding of Star Wars. But I think that's the weird thing with this is Disney is, like you said, deliberately kind of trying to uh, choke off information so we can't complain. But at the same time, though, we're kind of, you know, like a, what's the word? Unfamiliar territory. Because Disney, like I remember back, it was like May of, or no, I'm sorry, like March of 2015, they were announcing, oh, we're doing uh, Rogue One. Oh, we announced Ryan Johnson for Episode 8. And it was funny, like, we hadn't gotten Episode 7 yet, yet we were already talking about who the director was for Episode 8. And it's like, wait, that, what, wait, why? It's like, why are we planning things so, so far in advance? And now we've done a full stop reverse to where it's like, oh, all we know for certain is that like there's rumors going around that the Mandalorian has already been greenlit for a second season, which if, if you know anything about your streaming service TV series, they always do that. They always it's it's this, it's like what happened with like things like Fant Four Stick. There was a Fant Four Stick two promised before Fant Four Stick one came out. There was an Amazing Spider Man three and four planned before Amazing Spider Man two came out. They just they, they it's called a bandwagon effect. They want be like, oh, you better get on the train now before it leaves the station. And it's just I, I again, it's weird. And I, I it's funny that they're they're doing that and they're not doing it at the same time. Like going back to the original point was, where is that panel of oh like Star Wars? Like what's the future of Star Wars? Because for Celebration 2015, they did that. They had the panel where they showed like the it was it, for, it wasn't for it was supposed to be for Rogue One and whatever movie Josh Trank was going to make. And they show a very brief thing. It was like, oh, like like a forest planet. Like the camera's panning over like a river, and then like it pans up, and you see the Death Star in the sky, and it was cut to black, and it said like Rogue One, uh, an anthology Star Wars film, and that was it. It was like, oh, okay, cool. And then obviously Josh Trank was on the verge of being fired, so we didn't get to see what he did, what he was doing. And apparently there was something prepped for him to show. It's just never been. It's never seen the uh, light of day, and it's always been surmised that it was Boba Fett related. And it was um, folded into the Mandalorian. Like you said, I'd love to see what the Game of Thrones guys are doing. Even if it was just like what Marvel did back during like Comic-Con 2012 with Guardians of the Galaxy. Where they showed like one piece of like concept art. And they're like, it's called Guardians of the Galaxy. You don't know what it is, but you will soon. Give us something really, just like one image to chew on for like a year. That's like this giant like question mark in the distance. But there's not enough there to really glean any sort of serious information from. Right. And Disney just, it's, I don't know, it's like they're extremely cautious. Solo was better than what they what they gave it, but the fans beat up on it so badly and panned it because they were so mad about episode eight. It's almost like they shot themselves in the foot. I mean, I think Disney's like, okay, all right. Well, the fun thing about Solo, and I've described to, like non-Star Wars fans, like about the Han Solo movie, and I'm like the Han Solo movie is kind of like a puppy. All it wanted to do was have fun and play with you, and all the fandom did was kick and scream at it. 
and, and the sad thing with Disney being so reactive is that like everybody wanted the Obi Wan Kenobi solo movie, and the moment Solo like topped out at less than four hundred million dollars worldwide, that Obi Wan Kenobi movie went right out the window. But you know, you keep hearing rumors about it. You keep hearing rumors. Not not recently. There have been hardly like every once in a while there'll be a rumor about like oh they're gonna do it for the streaming service instead of like like. Like movie theaters, like a, like a typical movie, and I don't even hear those. It's been months since we've heard anything about an Obi Wan Kenobi movie. I think Disney is just, you know, and I think the, you know, Galaxy Edge, Galaxy's Edge, I think is going to be a big deal for them. I think that be a huge attraction. I think they've got plans. I just think they're playing it close to the vest instead of being, you know, this is what we're going to do here. This is what we're going to do here. This is what we're going to do here. Just. We're gonna keep you guessing because all you do is bitch about it. So there we go. But I don't, I don't. I, I, but again, though, I don't think they're concerned with that though, because it's the, the people who are complaining about this have already bought their tickets five years ago. Like the people who hated the Last Jedi with a seething passion went to see Solo. Like nobody said, "I'm not seeing Solo because I'm mad about Luke Skywalker." I don't. I, again, only hardcore. I don't know about that. that. It was a large contingent that that was all over the internet that was. Or more counting solo, but that was but those are the same people that said Captain Marvel was going to bomb opening weekend. And a billion dollars later, that's clearly not the case. Well, Captain Marvel, there's a couple reasons for that in my mind. It's, well, uh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, Captain Marvel's its own again. It, it's got the Marvel Teflon finish to it. That first and foremost, but it's the idea that I don't think internet whining get, means anything in the real world. Well, I but I think it creates noise. Yes, absolutely. I agree with that. I think it creates noise, and I don't think it even has to get out into the general pop on the whole thing, general population. I think if it just gets the Star Wars fans and radiating, I think. But in terms of that, but that's not what we're talking about. So what, in terms of what, we're, what we, I want to see is the, I want to see a, a, tr- a teaser trailer, maybe even a full-blown trailer. And title release for episode nine. I'd like to see if they're going to announce Hayden Christensen in the movie. Uh, I think Abrams is trying to really pull all the stops out on this movie. So we should see if they start a media blitz or if they keep it quiet. I don't know. Well, the thing about it is that like the reason why we're getting we're getting a trailer, obviously, because they need something to put in front of Avengers Endgame right. like we can have later. And they have to do something with it, or maybe they. I mean, they have to release the celebration because they haven't got anything else. Well, they will. No, I, I think that's uh, the definition of uh, on a scale of one to ten. I think there's a hundred percent possibility that that's going to happen. Like I said, they need it to play in front of uh, Avengers Endgame. They're not going to waste that that marketing opportunity. No, because it's huge. Yes, and but the thing, like, it's an interesting point you bring up, and this is a kind of my other concern with Star Wars right now. Celebration is kind of like a microcosm of what's going to happen to Star Wars come this December. Right. We have like this it's celebration, like I already stated. We have all these panels. We have Episode Nine, Mandalorian, Clone Wars, Save the video game, the theme park, the Vader Immortal thing, which is a giant question mark. And you look at all this, and it's like, how much of this stuff is going to be able to breathe come December? Like, yes, the the, the Galaxy's Edge will be opened in both California and uh, Orlando. By the time of December. So that's kind of a non-issue here. But when you look at all this stuff. It's like how is like. Fallen Order is coming out sometime in November. Episode 9. Mid to late December. Uh, I would imagine Mandalorian is sometime in December. 
you have Clone Wars saved, which I still think is going to be pushed back until January. You have all this stuff, and it's like, how is any of it going to breathe? Because, like, yes, Episode Nine is going to suck all the air out of the room. But it's kind of the same thing that I think the reason why Solo, one of the many reasons why Solo didn't resonate with audiences, is that we're going to go from, oh, Last Jedi, sequel trilogy era, Solo. Oh, we're going right back to the original trilogy. We're going into the middle of the original trilogy. And... The same thing's going to happen with episode 9. So, like, you have episode 9, it's the conclusion to the Skywalker saga, or at least that's what they keep telling us. And then you have Mandalorian, which is going to take place before the sequel trilogy, right after Return of the Jedi. And it's like, wait, what? And then we're going to have the video game, which takes place even prior to that. So, once again, we're pinballing all over the continuity timeline. And that's right. And, and you know, it's... I mean, in terms of all the stuff, I mean, episode nine, I agree, will be the, the big the big thing. It'll be the big hit. The Mandalorian people will uh, go on to for because it's different part of the, the Disney streaming services. I think, you know, but they haven't even had a real big thing about the Mandalorian. They've kept it quiet besides releasing the, what, three photos they've done? Yeah, a handful of photos, more or less. I'd say it, they're, they're really doing the same thing. It's almost the same playbook that they've done with episode nine. You know, they've leaked a couple photographs that I can think of, or at least the one with, you know, Poe, Ray, and Finn when uh, they wrapped principal photography, you know, and uh, there's been a couple set leaks, but not, I mean, there hasn't been the huge release of stuff. If, if, like, remember when episode eight came out, heck, there were all sorts of leaked photos. There was all sorts of leaked stuff coming out of that set. Well, 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 yeah, there, yeah, you're right. There was there was a, some things here and there, but they, for the most part, they kept the plot of that movie under wraps until the very end. Because nobody, nobody, well, obviously, if if most of the fans knew it was coming, in episode eight, there wouldn't have been so much whining in these subsequent months. But I, I guess my my question though is to you, Jim, is like we're we're hardcore fans. We know how to differentiate episode nine from the Mandalorian from Jedi Fallen Order. And yes, all three of those are targeting different segments of the population. Right. But if if you're like again, uh, the Force Awakens doesn't make two billion dollars worldwide because you and I went to go see it five times. The Force Awakens no. makes two billion dollars because the filthy casual normies go see it on a Saturday night and they enjoy it. So if you're them. And considering that, like, if, if The Mandalorian was on something like Netflix, I wouldn't deny its widespread uh, uh, viewership. But think about it. Disney Plus, the streaming service, is not it's just going to – basically, The Mandalorian is going to be the flagship program for this thing. Right. So how many people are going to sign up for this thing immediately come – again, I would imagine we're probably like, – that's one thing I hope we do get from Celebration is we get an official, like, launch date for The Mandalorian – like, how many people are going to sign up for that? Like, immediately and be like, okay, Disney, I already have a Hulu, Netflix. Oh, what's the other streaming service? Hulu, Netflix. There's one oh, more. Oh, and Prime. Prime. Prime, Amazon. yes, thank you. Thank you, Amazon Prime. So I'm already spending roughly $45 a month in streaming services. Here's another $12 of my money per month so I can watch The Black Cauldron. Aladdin and the Mandalorian. 
Like I, I, I don't know, like Jim. So like, I guess you and I are hardcore Star Wars fans, so we're not the right people for this, though. But do you really think this show, The Mandalorian, is going to be enough to get people hooked on the Disney streaming service if they're not already interested in having the entire Disney vault at their fingertips? Well, I think it's going to take a, a big press release. I think it's going to take some some really good publicity. I think it's going to take word of mouth. And I think that the, besides The Mandalorian, I think Disney's streaming service is going to have to have, besides this, is going to have to have the tried and true anchors. They're going to have to bring all their Disney, because they've been slowly pulling it off Netflix, Hulu, you know, all their movies and everything. They've been slowly holding on to it. You know, they stopped streaming what Nick Cage, they discontinued it. And it was doing real well on Netflix. You know, and they. It, I think I don't think the Mandalorian is going to be the draw. I think it's going to get us to it, but I don't think the casual fan. I don't think so. I think Disney's going to have to have their normal base that goes and sees Captain Marvel, that goes and sees the Disney Princess movies go live action, and the parents of the little kids to go to the that service i think that's what it's going to take to get it so that's gonna be you think it's bread and butter is just kind of the uh the people right. who want the casual fare the, the mandalorian's more of the icing on the cake as, as opposed right. to the actual cake itself it's going to get the people that already had the three streaming services already oh, okay that's the hook to get the people to go for the disney and then you know to go for the mandalorian and the disney and then but you know what remember abc Remember, CBS Access did this. Remember they did that with mm -hmm. Discovery? When yep. they went for their streaming services, and when the first show came out, first week after that, it plummeted. Viewership plummeted, and they did everything they could to try to bring it back up. So it'll be interesting, but see, Disney's streaming service has anchors in there. They have the Disney name, and then they've also got all their, their library if they bring it all on, so... I think the Mandalorian is really to entice you and me to go get the service. Interesting. I never looked at it. I never thought of it that way. I, I think it's to get you and me because they don't need it because all the moms of, and dads of all the little kids will gladly pay for a Disney streaming service. They don't have to go out and buy all the Blu-rays, all the DVDs of everything, which they've already got. But it's in a nice little package. They can just throw the iPad at them and go, shit down, <laughs> shut up, and watch it. <laughs> That's okay. Okay, this might be a little too far off the reservation from Star Wars, but I wonder what do you think Disney's going to do with the streaming service? Like, let's let's just take Avengers Endgame for example. Mm -hmm. Avengers Endgame comes out; it'll probably come out on Blu-ray sometime in August, based off Infinity War. For the sake of argument, let's pretend that the streaming service is already up and running by that exact same time. Do you think they will put the streaming um, like something like Avengers Endgame day and date the same day as the Blu-ray release? Oh, oh not even close. Not even close. It'll be it will be just like they handled. Look how they handled Rogue One and Solo on Netflix. So they'll make they'll make you wait like three months or so. Yeah, three to six months, maybe because they need viewership up. That's the whole key to this. They need subscriptions. That's how this is going to float. Even episode eight ended up on there pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. And they'll throw, that's exactly what they'll do because it's kind of was taboo for the longest time to put Star Wars on any of that stuff. 
but it seems to be, but that's what I think will happen, Zach. It'll go theater release, that'll end. It'll go Blu-ray release, run for six, eight months, and then just before interest gets out of it, they'll release it on the streaming service. So basically within a span of like a year, like in less than a year, it'll go from streaming, home video, I'm sorry, it'll go from theaters, home video, streaming. That's right. All right. Gotcha. 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 That's my, gotcha. That's my take on it. I think because they've, they've practiced it with uh, episode eight, Rogue One, and Solo. Yeah, that makes sense. I was just curious, maybe, again, I've always thought that they would sit there and do something uh, like the other way around. That, like, I, I still, I think I said this a few months ago. Well, you know ago. what? They could do that. They could not release it. They could, it's kind of like um, you can buy, like, my daughter loved Aquaman. She bought the the digital version before it ever came out on Blu-ray by a month. Well, that's that's the interesting thing about Disney Plus, though, is that like, do you think they'll have a feature that for like, like it's like anything Disney, whether it be the theme parks, you're gonna have mm. different tiers where if you're willing to spend the money, you can get anything you want. If you're like a, like a premium platinum member of the streaming service and lord lord knows what price is let's be really crazy with the price and say two hundred dollars a month i wouldn't be surprised if that's the top tier and for that price you get the movie within 30 days of it coming out on theater coming out in a theater you get it and you have to be again two thousand it's like two thousand dollars a year if not more but i could see them doing that well i could see them even doing it uh same day release no, because that would that might that might hurt box office because they want their records. They love saying that they had the number one something. They might not do it the day of. No, that might the, be bit. Not the big ones, but the the B releases, like movies that are released in like February, and not the huge blockbuster ones, but ones that are not slated as much. But you're right. I think Jim, something Jim, like that. Jim, Disney doesn't make non-blockbusters anymore. They they don't make uh, uh what's it what's a small di- they don't make Peach Dragon anymore, Jim. <laughs> That's true. It's Avengers, Star Wars, or oh god, what else? Or uh, uh, live action adaptations of previous animated films. That's it. That's that's their bread and butter going forward. Yeah, rein- reinventing the wheel. Or in Dumbo's case, <laughs> the poor little. Uh, elephant can't get off the ground with his big ears well i, I will never see that was a horribly sad movie and why in the world would you remake that movie i'm sorry jeez louise forget it because it's called brand recognition it is but it's i mean it'll probably make some money just because parents want to take their kids to the movies to shut them up but my word nothing else hopefully nothing else challenges that year that that week Oof. jim when are we getting our black hole remake god i don't know please <laughs> That could be a fun like they wanted to like redo that, but do it in the form of like a TV series. That could be fun, like like a six part series. Well, but even if they wanted to do it, they could go now that they've shown that you know Marvel R movies are okay. You could almost go R with that one. I don't know Disney. That's the weird. Okay, okay, folks, this is really off topic. Oh man, for a thing about celebration, (laughs) way off reservation. That's fine. That's fine. You know, we're going to have so much start. We're not going to be able to talk about anything off the reservation for the next couple of weeks between all the stuff they're going to show us. This is fine. This is just kind of, this is like letting it all out before the, uh, the storm hits. So, but again, part of the reason why Disney bought Fox was for something like, like they, they wanted all that Fox content. 
are they going to have something like the pred like Predator on Disney Plus? You think? Well, you know what they could they could make that an an added tier you could buy access to the Fox Library. But that's that I don't that I don't doubt. Like whether it be part of the basic package or the the gold package, it's that do they want to be associated with that? Because like I know a lot of people are talking like, oh, alien. I dis. I want to have it as like a Jeopardy category, like properties that now Disney owns that you do you would never know. And it's like I can't imagine Disney ever having like Ridley Scott's Alien on the streaming service. Like you have some kid that's like, I love aliens, and clicks on that and sees like a chest burster. It's like that's, that's Disney's. This is to keep that so partitioned away from what they're what they're known for. It's gonna be like it doesn't even exist unless you unless you know where to look for it. Well, and another thing, why did they buy them? Why did they buy Fox? I that's the weird thing with Disney. It's like they're buying it just. It's weird. It's like they're buying it just because it was for sale. And I know it doesn't make sense, but it, that's just how it well, feels. But but you know what? Why do you buy the competition? Why do you buy the competition? You buy the competition to shut them down. I I guess to make them go to make them go. They can make more money in the long run buying them out and not competing against them, and then have access to all their titles and then still do the you know the movies of the content, but you know probably still run it under Fox. But at least they own it now, and it's not a competition. Jim, as as I know, you and I are both big Alien Predator fans. Yeah. With with that being said, how how does it feel to know that you're never going to get another Alien or Predator movie ever again? Well, that's kind of sad. That's that's what I mean, though, and that's that's what frustrated me so much about like the Disney sale. Or, I'm sorry, the Fox sale to Disney is that purchase. you have so many idiot purchase. Excuse me. Uh, whatever. Somebody bought Disney bought something. That's the moral of the story. You just take them out. You just. What you're doing is you're eliminating the competition. You bought them so they can't compete. They can't get anything else. And, you know, and maybe they do go into some of their franchises, but it's it's cheaper. It's cheaper for Disney in the long run because they've got the money and the sledgehammer to do it and just take them out. Just don't need the competition. But that's so disheartening. Like, again, I'm not like you are 100 percent right. But it's the whole idea that, like, Disney, like, Disney, like, everybody says, like, oh, Disney such, does such a great job at, like, protecting its history. And it's like, no, it doesn't. It's like, you, I know there's things out there, and this is controversial to say, but there's things like Song of the South, which are relevant to Disney's history. And, like, you can buy and, like, I could go out right now and sell bootlegs by the hundreds of Song of the South, and Disney will not try to stop me. That's how far removed they are And I'm not saying that like anybody has to like Something like that But it's the idea that it's part of the company history It's something that Walt Disney Touched himself And yet we are forsaking it Based on the current Socio-political culture that we have And I don't want to get into that But it's just That's a sort of thing Like I know on Cinemodies Rob and I joke all the time But like all these movies that like now are never going to ever see like another DVD release. They're never going to see a Blu-ray release again. Heck, they might not ever show up on the streaming service. Like Jim, do you know the movie with Tom Green called Freddy Got Fingered? Have you ever heard that? Yeah, I've heard of it. Yep, I remember when it was at Tom Green and yes, good old Tom the, Green. Why the hell they even made the movie? But right. Well, 
But yeah. the thing about it is that that was a 20th Century Fox movie. So guess who owns it now? Disney. Disney. And you ever think uh, again? No. Take the, take the content of the movie aside, but like you said, Disney's never going to put that on Blu-ray. They're never going to reissue that on DVD. They're not going to want to put that on their streaming service. So you essentially, unless you own a DVD that was made 15 years ago, you essentially have a piece of lost, a piece of media that's just waiting to be lost forever. Right. And I think that's so disheartening, yet you do have all these idiots on the internet go, but but now uh, Fantastic Four can be in the MCU. And I'm like, folks, do you not realize that there is a huge, huge portion of, cin- of cinema that's going to be thrown out just so you can have a bunch of cartoon characters interact with other cartoon characters? Do you not, again, as a, a oh God, a... a <laughs> Not want to say I'm call me like a scholar of film. Like I am dying every time I hear someone celebrate this. Yeah, it's like it's like, and that's the part that's so tragic. It's like like would be like Jim and I joke about the black hole. It's like the black hole is still like the only home like decent home video release that film ever got was like a DVD that was released in 1999. Right. It just doesn't. It just it doesn't exist for all intents and purposes. Well, they can't even. And then they put this like the, the it's perfect. The Blu-ray release shows the USS Cygnus over Earth. Why the hell is that done? It's like they had no respect for the movie, didn't care, didn't even know who was I, just as one of those things. Exactly. And like even like and that's a, one of the more obscure Disney titles. Like think about you remember 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea with Kirk Douglas? Yes. That that that's like that was Disney's first live action film. I mean, it's like that is a huge part of the company's history, and that's still it was a DVD that was released like in two thousand three. It's like they've never reissued it on Blu. They've never issued it on Blu-ray. It's like oh, and while that we're getting like our third release of Avengers: uh, Age of Ultron on like four K Blu-ray, and it's like I get it. Like twenty thousand leagues will be lucky if it can sell one twenty thousandths. Of the amount of copies that a 4K Age of Ultron disc will, but still, like people, like people out there, like you and I, will gladly pay for this, and it's part of the company's history. And I don't know; it's just like I, I don't oh, get it. It's like, like, look, it's like, do you ever heard of the movie Watcher in the Woods? No, it's a Disney film. It's a live action film, and it's, and I'm pretty sure it's Disney, mm-hmm. and uh, it's. Their first attempt at kind of teen scary movie, and mm. it it's actually pretty good. And you'll never see the light of day. Well, I mean, there's lots of them. Let's put the, even movies you go even further back. The Cat from Outer Space. <gasps> yes. I mean, but you can even go back. You can go a Yankee in King Arthur's Court. I mean, there's there's a whole generation of movies that are just going to be just done. Mm. That are gone. That are just won't even see Blu-ray release or even a DVD release for that matter. Let's see. There's several of them like that. That it's just sad. I mean, because it's just not their bread and butter anymore. They don't need it. But that's and the thing about this. There's probably somebody out there listening to us right now screaming into their uh, phone or computer screen saying, but it'll be on the streaming service. That's well, fine. That's, you know what? If, if that's the case. Like we were just talking about, 
that's fantastic because that's a good spot for it. But those people that are saying that don't realize all the work that's got to go into putting those in a digital streaming service. They're done on film. They're not digital. They have to go back and be restored. They have to go back through and redo all the audio and video on them to even set it up so it could be done for a streaming service. Disney's not going to put that money into those. Not to all of them. Bingo. Sorry to rain on your parade, folks, but that's they're not going to do that. Jim, you're telling me that Disney's not going to sink $6 million into a remaster of The Watcher in the Woods? Nope, or even Black Hole. Damn it. Don't even don't get me going. <laughs> it is. Oh God. But 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 Jim, look on the bright side. Deadpool can now interact with Thor. Isn't it worth it to lose all this media so two comic book characters can interact in a movie together? <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, back to celebration. So Jim, I have to ask, you bought Star Wars Battlefront 2 You even bought like the super duper Like you got it 48 hours before everybody else did Are mm-hmm. you going to buy Jedi Fallen Order From what we know of it right now Which is practically nothing Well you know what I'd have to know the plot I'd have to know what it's going about But you know it's uh, Battlefront 2 is kind of getting long in the tooth And then EA Sports They're taking away that right EA Sports. Oh, I have is- no idea about that I think EA Sports is losing the rights to Battlefront. So, oh, you mean e- okay, the company EA? Well, that's that's more of a uh, rumor at this point. Nobody uh, nobody knows for certain though. But uh, the, that that license still has a few more years on it. So I wouldn't. I, I considering that Disney's kind of desperate for license money right now. I I would doubt they would pull that. Okay, that's at least that's my. Uh, Feeling I'm getting from, but it. you don't think marketed back to under Lucas Films? No, because they want because nah, they might do it eventually, but I don't think they're going to do it right now. They like think, but every time they dice and EA makes one of these games or whoever respawn in the case of Jedi Fallen Order, uh, th- uh, Disney gets a nice check in the mail, so they're not going to say no to that. It's easy. Think about it, they, they. It's basically free money. So why wouldn't they? And I think they're going to hold off on that for the time being. I think that streaming service is tied up so much of their money right now in capital. They're they're not going to want to push their luck when it comes to a shirt like this again. Why start? Why pick a fight with EA? Like I know a lot of people got mad at Battlefront Two, but like it, it delivered on what it was. It gave you a single player campaign. It gave you a non paid DLC system. I still don't get why people are mad at that game. If you want to get mad at that game, it's well, still the mechanics of it are still broken, but well, that's because they keep updating you know it every month. But you know what? It, it, it is what it is. It puts you in the Star Wars universe. The average person can play it, you know, can pick it up and play it and have a good time with it, can go online, can do the campaign if they want, can, you know, buy upgrade. You know, in terms of what it is, I think it's just fine. I didn't have any issues with it. I got the, you know, if I wanted to devote serious time to it, I could have got the level 15, got all the unlocks, you know, but, you know, it is what it is. I enjoyed going online and playing against people from all over the world. And, you know, it is what it is. And I've got friends that are extremely good at it and I'm not, but it doesn't mean <laughs> I, don't, I don't like jumping into the world and having a good time with it. So you said you didn't know what Jedi Fallen Order was about. No. 
I don't. It's, I've, I've it, heard the name. It's it takes place right after Revenge of the Sith. It's about a Padawan like trying to live in the world of of the Empire right after the Jedi Purge. That's all we know about it right now. Well, I mean that's fine. I, <laughs> <laughs> Jim, no, that's gonna be the title of this episode. That's fine. You know what? That's I mean you can let give me again. Like we're back to where we were about Episode Nine. Give us something. Something so we can be happy and bitch about it at the same time. See, that's that's the ideal Star Wars fan. That's the yin and yang of Star Wars. Something to chew on, yet we'll complain about it all, all at once. Well, you know, and, and, and I guess complaining about it shows interest. I wasn't a big fan of The Last Jedi, where my daughter absolutely loved it. It's like her second favorite Star Wars film out of all of them. So... Just, I think the celebration, if if they can, is setting it up right. Doing a trailer along the lines of the Force Awakens, the teasing trailer from the the Force Awakens, I think is good. You know, I think mm-hmm. if they give us a decent trailer, get people excited about what's going on, because the you know I'm a member of the five hundred first. I've got people in my little garrison. My, our little group are waiting to see what costumes are going to be cool and they want to do. Even that, and I think you would call us hardcore at that point, right? <laughs> Just a little. Just a little bit. And even our, our hardcore fans are waiting to buy. They are waiting for their next costume to troop in, to purchase, to start doing and working on because they're, a lot of them are waiting to see what cool costumes are coming out. That's the thing, though, is that, Jim, you and your cronies are, you again, they don't need to sell to you. It'd be basically selling ice to the Eskimos at that point. It's uh, just, they're preaching to the choir. Right, but the problem is, the choir's the one singing the song. Yeah, but is there any, do you, okay, you and your friends, your 501st colleagues, is there anything that Disney could do to Star Wars that would make them want to hang up their Stormtrooper helmet? Well, no, but I can tell you, in terms of wanting to keep pursuing it and doing things, I would say, uh, no, I don't think so. It would just be disappointment more than it is anything else. Well, I guess, okay, let me rephrase that question. Like, we've, we've talked about numerous times the backlash to The Last Jedi. Out of all your 501st uh, fellow stormtroopers, and, and I mean that, anybody who, who cosplays, did any? I would imagine not all of them were thrilled with the Last Jedi, right? Right. Is there was there even one person in your group that after the Last Jedi had, had got, were so mad at Star Wars, said I want no more parts of this anymore, and walked away from Star Wars? No. Thank you. And that's what I'm getting at here. When it comes to the hardcore fans, and that's well, always been my rash. Okay, Jim. But just wasn't. But I tell you, the enthusiasm was dampened. Yeah, but it was damp. Okay, and that's what's going to happen eventually with Star Wars. Disney is going to kill Star Wars because it's in their nature to not kill it as in like cut its head off. They're going to slowly, like a leech, they're going to slowly drain the life out of it. But just, just, what's the word? Homogenizing it and just making it so normal it's not gonna be anything exciting anymore again 10 years from now we're gonna have 800 different variations of stormtrooper armor on top of the other 400 
that we had previous to that with George Lucas. And at that point, Jim, you're going to sit there have you're going to have three or four closets in your home just devoted not for each type of stormtrooper armor, but based on what movie it came from. It's like okay, this is the red stormtrooper armor for episode nine. You know what? That green, you're it's it started with that. There was a a, a green trooper that got picture that got leaked, and that was quite the discussion here in the last oh, I'd say month and a half. The green so, or the red? Green, and there was a green one that got announced that showed before. It was all green, and then uh, there was the red one too. And uh, but yeah. You're right. I mean, that's that's what we do. But yeah, that's the go ahead. What green one? There's a green one. There was a green one initially released, uh, leaked or talked about, and because uh, a couple of people might, I I had missed it, and a couple of people talked about it. Range troop, not range trooper. That's not it. But anyway, there was a green one that was leaked. All right, I, folks, anybody listening to this, if you know about Jim's Green Stormtrooper, please let me know because I have no idea what he's talking about. Because <laughs> I, 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 a couple people were talking about it. So, but yeah, I know the red uh, one, but I have no idea. Okay, if anybody knows this Green Stormtrooper, uh, please put me in contact with him. I think it maybe. I think it's a green, like a Green Scout. Oh, I can't remember it anyway. It doesn't matter. It's first right, order. If anybody right. knows what it is. All right, if anybody knows what it is, please post it in the Facebook group or on Twitter at Cinematis. All right. Sorry. We're okay. <laughs> Oh, we're so far. But anyway, I think Disney has an opportunity to put out the title and a really good teaser trailer. Maybe they release the title at celebrate, but the problem is they got to give you more than a little of the title. So what they're, what they're going to do is, based off the schedule, is that the very first major panel at Star Wars Celebration is Friday at 11 a.m. And that's the very, it's the very first thing. Everything else after that is your Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, your Mandalorian, yada, yada, yada. So I think they're going to literally start the panel with a trailer. It's going to begin with a trailer. And at the very end of the trailer, much like what happened with Avengers Endgame, you'll get the title at the very end of the trailer. It'll be debuted simultaneously to both the people in the convention hall in Chicago and to us normal folk on the internet live. watching it. Live, live streamed. Yeah, actually, that, that's what we're going to get. We're going to get that. It's going to be the very first thing. So then like, they can't have the panel for 55 minutes, not refer to the movie by name, and then end it with the title. They're not going to do that. They're not going to basically play, let's hide the title. Uh, yeah, that's what's going to happen. And I think that's going to be, the, think about it, that's going to be the major headline that comes out. It'll be the thing that trends on Twitter all day. You'll see it on the Friday, the Friday afternoon and evening news. And everything else, oh, like you said, Jim, and, is going to be uh, the icing on the cake. Well, and then I think you'll get a teaser poster. Well, of course. We're, yes. Well, if you keep in mind, well, maybe. They, they, they did it a little bit differently. We, don't, we got only two posters for Force Awakens. We got three for Last Jedi. So who knows? Probably. Jim, you haven't been on for the last month. and We've been doing a lot of speculation about Episode Nine. It's, did you see that promo poster that leaked a couple weeks ago? Yeah. It, it, the, my problem with the poster is... It's super, super, super overdone busy. It's just so much in it. My God. It almost to the point where it just looks like back. You know what I mean? I've seen it. I looked at it and because it's got, you know, the Knights of Ren on it. It's got, I know, I saw it. I was like, eh, we'll see. <laughs> well, that's that's my question, though. It's like you look at that poster and 
there's nothing on that poster, and I get it. It's it's a promo poster. It's the po- It's a poster you find at Walmart for five ninety nine. A dorm room poster. There's nothing in that poster that's exciting visually. Like there's nothing there that like we don't we haven't already seen. Like everybody forgets about the Last Jedi. Like the first time we saw the Praetorian Guard, everyone went, "Wow, those guys!" Look. It's like, "Wow, we're getting to see the Emperor's Royal Guard actually get to do something this time around." And we look at this, and everything in that. Poster we've seen before Ray looks identical Kylo Ren looks identical The only new things in that poster Are Daft Punk Zam Wessel And the yellow booger monster Like even the Knights of Ren If if, if you even glanced At the, the Art of the Force Awakens book They're on every other page So it, it's like there's no, It's Star Wars but there's nothing new to it It's just like oh we're seeing Recycled ideas and I guess maybe that's another question for Jim, for you and your 501st buddies. Is it like, are they just like, I, I don't know, like, they seem like the type, and obviously I don't mean to put words into your mouth, but like, they would just be thrilled off the costumes. Like, I would imagine if, if the Knights of Ren are indeed in episode nine, because as of yet, we don't know. But like, I would imagine, like you said, they would be one of the first things you and your buddies would start trying to uh, get an idea about so they could dress up as them, right? Right. But the thing is, you know, but they're all hard. At, but they're at the core. They're all hardcore Star Wars fans too. And if it's not a good movie, they're going to be just as unhappy as everything else. But I guess this ties into the thing you keep saying that J.J. Abrams is trying to appease everybody. And I, right. I, I don't think you're wrong there because I think J.J.'s. Oh, I, okay. I don't. It's weird. I don't know if JJ's trying to appease everyone. It's kind of like saying that a duck waddles because it's trying to make everybody happy. That might be true, but at the same time, though, the duck doesn't know any difference. It doesn't know. It doesn't know waddling from walking straight forward. So like, JJ, I don't know. I don't think JJ cares what anybody thinks. I think it's called JJ likes his nostalgia, and he's going to do it regardless of anybody thinks because that's just that's his shtick. That's what he's good at, yep. and. And I think that's the weird thing with this is that like so, like okay, you've talked about in the past, Jim, with your five hundred first buddies that like the, the any, any Star Wars fan, like let's just say twenty five years and older, runs over and wants their picture taken with Darth Vader. But any Star Wars fan that's like under twenty goes to Kylo Ren. Right, the little ones go to Kylo Ren and Ray. Absolutely. Yes. So with that being said, well, your 501st buddies, are they going to be thrilled that instead of Kylo Ren having a new outfit or instead of getting something new, Kylo Ren looks identical to what he did in The Force Awakens, except this time he has red crazy glue all over his helmet. Like, is that something that's going to make your buddies happy or they just, or is it just the whole idea that like, how are they responding to this stuff is my question. Well, you know, uh, that when that green, someone met, as I said, the green trooper. Now, the thing is, if it's cool, if it's cool looking or something like that, that's what we, you know, what I mean, visually, that's what we're going for in terms of that, in terms of, because we have, we have a couple of Kylo Ren's in our group. And, uh, but yeah, I think if it's, I guess you're trying to say, if is, is this something that's going to hook them in? Is that, I don't know what you want well, me to answer. Oh no no oh no! I'm not I don't I'm not trying to put you on the spot or anything. No. My my and this is all rhetorical because I I obviously they can speak for themselves and I don't want you to put words in their mouth. No, no, but no. but it's the idea of like like you said like uh, has has anybody that you're aware of in the five hundred first is there any Praetorian guards? Yes, there are. 
there are people that have done the costume, not locally for us, but there is. Some. But but it does exist. It does exist. Are they? I guess by you saying that, I would imagine they're not prolific. Not prolific. No. Oh. no. Pro prolific. Prolific. There we go. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I I guess that's my question is like. The Knights of Ren are something that's at least visually interesting. Like we haven't right. seen a bunch of guys that look like homeless people as Star Wars villains before, if if you're discounting maybe the Emperor. And yeah, like again, the idea of Kylo Ren, where it's like, oh, I you have your like somebody in your five hundred first group that dresses up as Kylo Ren, would they be happy that oh, I can now have another Kylo Ren costume to add to my repertoire? All I gotta do is put some like red paint. In certain spots to make it look like an adhesive, and I have a new costume because that's to people who like love building costumes. That just seems so boring. That like, oh, all I have to do is a minor adjustment, and look, it's something new. That just seems like like half the fun of this stuff is somebody again, as you know. And I don't think I, I don't know if I told the audience this, but like I love like redoing like taking like the really like Halloween like Star Wars blasters, the ones that are like in neon orange. Yep. And red, and I love making them look like the real thing. And I can't right. imagine somebody being like, "Oh, I like a Han Solo blaster going from like Return of the Jedi." Okay, that's not the right choice. Going from like Solo to a New Hope. It's like, what is the blaster? What does it look like when it changes from Solo to a New Hope? It doesn't. It's the exact same blaster. There might be a couple more scuff marks in a place here and there, but it's pretty much the exact same configuration and color scheme. And it's like, oh. Like the people who love that, just like uh, radical costume changes and new ideas, basically a new mountain to climb with every movie when it comes to a costume, that just seems like such a step backwards. So it's like, oh, like Ray, for example, like you said, I think you've said it before, the Ray cosplayers in your group, the Ray costume from episode nine is practically identical to the one from episode seven, whereas her episode eight outfit was entirely different from either of those. Right. And it's, and there's even people that are, doing the ray i know of at least one person right now that is in the process of getting the leaked photo episode nine ray done so they can have it for celebration <laughs> well exactly there you go i guess i guess maybe i'm the wrong one here i'm looking again maybe i'm too obsessed with novel concepts maybe i'm the wrong one here clearly the culture is uh nostalgia focused right now even though it's something that's only a couple years old uh, I, I guess it's me. I'm, I'm really, I'm coming to that conclusion that it's me here. There must be something in the water that's not affecting me. <laughs> I don't know. I know that, uh, I know that Kylo Ren actually scurvy accurate costumes are extremely expensive. <laughs> so the Kylo Ren guys, if there's just a helmet change and all they have to do is, you know, acquire the new helmet or make the new helmet, uh, I think they'll be a lot happier. <laughs> All right. Well, clearly I'm in the wrong on this one. For the Death Trooper has a huge contingent. There, there's a huge, there's lots. In fact, a guy just, you know, I've got my Death Trooper sitting downstairs in the box still because I haven't started it yet. But there's another guy that just bought one from Armor Works in Russia who seems to be the lead guy on all this. Bought a complete kit, dropped some serious money to get a complete kit done already in Death Trooper. So, you know, it is what it is. That'd be fun to see. I get really, uh, I don't know, because this the Star Wars stuff, man. It's it's like that's the fun thing about all this is like Disney sitting up in the ivory tower making all these decisions, and I wonder if they're even putting a fraction of the thought into it that you and I are. 
somebody's got to be doing something to put some thought into it, or they'd really get off the rails. You'd hope. Yeah, well, you know, but you know, Last Jedi kind of showed that a little bit. Last Jedi kind of showed that a little bit. Well, that's the weird thing about the Last Jedi is that I think the Last Jedi is an example. Is that they not that okay? I'm saying this objectively here. Is that I think they put too much thought into that. Like, not to say that Ryan Johnson made a film that was too heady for some people, but it's very much a deconstruction of what Star Wars is. And clearly, audiences... I have a hard time saying that audiences don't want it, because the film made $1.3 billion. It made 600 and something million dollars just in the U.S. So I have a hard time saying that people... Like, that's the weird thing. I I keep trying to tell people this, and I feel like I'm the main character of, of... If anybody's seen the original Invasion of the Body Snatchers... And he's not to give away the ending, but at the end of the movie, he's running down like like the highway. He's banging on the hoods of cars, yelling, "They're here! They're here!" Everyone just keeps like blowing their horn and telling him to get out of the way. I feel like I'm doing that sometimes with the Last Jedi because, like, I think Jim can attest to this. I'm Mr. Box Office aficionado. Yes. And I can tell you, folks, there was no backlash to the Last Jedi. If you want, if you want to know what a backlash to a film is after it comes out, when it has like a uh, uh, crazy, crazy anticipation and then it crashes, go look at Batman v Superman. That is the textbook example of a movie that had insane, uh, or I guess an audience that was primed, primed to love it. And then it just dropped off in the subsequent weeks because people just went, what is this? Last Jedi didn't do that. Like, yes, it, it made $700 million less than Force Awakens, but I don't think Disney anticipated Force Awakens making $2 billion. Force Awakens was, again, the lightning in the bottle moment of, of Episode 7 30-something years later. And I, I have a really hard time saying that, that Last Jedi... Uh, had any right. sort of uh, irreputable dam or irrevocable damage done to the franchise? Solo bombed because the kids these days, the people who go see blockbusters in theaters, don't want to see a prequel movie to a forty-year-old character that their 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 parents and grandparents love. They just don't care. They ha- this new generation has their Han Solo. It's called Chris Pratt's Star Lord. They don't need they don't need Alden Ehrenreich. Despite the fact that he gives a solid performance in that film, Solo was not necessary, and they didn't sell that film right. I can to think that so like oh perfect, Jim, you're gonna love this. I, I think anybody much like how I used to complain about uh, uh, like The Force Awakens, I finally got over that with Festivus 2017. I think everybody on here who's listened to our Avengers Infinity War conversation from roughly a year ago knows my uh, disdain for that film. Obviously, I'm one of the very few people who's critical of that movie. And this is, I think it's a fair comparison to make. I didn't like Infinity War. Infinity War made $2 billion worldwide. You look at the very next MCU film that came out after that was Ant-Man the Wasp. Ant-Man the Wasp only made, it only made $622 million worldwide. Roughly $1.4 billion left on the table from, from Infinity War. And I think it's a fair comparison to say that we go from uh, people are making the the thing of, oh, Last Jedi made $1.3 billion. And then Solo comes out six months later and it makes less than four hundred. dollars See, uh, Last Jedi has damaged the Star Wars franchise. 
The same argument could be made that Infinity War comes out in April of 2018, makes $2 billion worldwide, and then three months later, Ant-Man the Wasp comes out, it makes $600 million worldwide. Ant-Man the Wasp has irrevocably damaged the MCU. Same comparison. And guess what? I, did, I, I didn't like Infinity War. So I can point to that and say, see? See? It's right. happened. And, and that's what I'm trying to say. And yes, obviously, Captain, Captain Marvel was kind of like the canary in the coal mine that shows that, no, people don't care about Ant-Man. Like, like I've said before, I love Paul Rudd as that character. I think he's – everybody else in that movie acts as if they're about to go to a, a hanging because of how just depressed they look are, I think uh, Michael Douglas is about one like not away from tying his noose in those movies. But if you want to make that comparison, you could you could say, see, clearly the franchise is damaged. And I and I think Episode Nine, and I think most rational people would agree with this and say, oh, clearly Episode Nine's its own thing, the same way Solo was its own thing. And I don't doubt people are mad about The Last Jedi Of course, because people out there They're going to dislike things here and there uh, Everyone's entitled to their own opinion I want on record that if you dislike The Last Jedi you're like, I have no problems You can dislike it all you want you just can't say right. it's a bad movie because you didn't like it Right, it doesn't make it a bad movie No, it's the same thing, just because you like something Doesn't mean it's good, just because something's good Doesn't mean you have to like it it's 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 we again. People are goofy. The, the internet's ruined everything. I think that's I think that's fair to say, right, Jim? The internet has ruined everything. <laughs> Speaking of the internet, Jim, today is April Fool's Day, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure if you remember la- last time you came on, we were talking about the uh, the the 501st CRL. Right. And you said that Matt, the radar technician, might be on there for April Fool's Day. Sometimes he shows up and sometimes he's not. I didn't even bother looking today. I didn't even think about I, it. I want you to know that ever since that conversation we had, as soon as I woke up this morning, I went to the 501st CRL and I scoured the entire website and could not find Matt, the radar technician. You know, I'll, uh, I'll ask. We have a, a person on our, in our garrison, in our group, whose name's Spike. And uh, I will uh, inquire about Spike because that's the person who mentioned it to me. I'll investigate that. Remind me, and I'll do it. Please do, Jim, because I I was I was wholeheartedly ready to go out to like Michael's, Joanne's Fabrics, and just get everything I needed, like within like kind of like build the costume in twenty four hours. Yep, you could do it. We'll have to see. It, it, it's it's supposedly. I'll check it out. I'll I'll ask Spike. Find out from Spike, please, because I, I I was I, I wanted even if I was wanted to see if it was there, but uh, no, I, I figure it was oddly appropriate to bring that up considering what today was. So with that being said, Jim wants the episode nine trailer entitled. He wants something to chew on, not just uh, uh, starving from um, hunger and dehydration in the Star Wars drought that hopefully will be coming to an end by the time we record next. Uh, so I guess my to, to our audience and our, our three active members in the Facebook group, I want to ask you, when all the Star Wars information drops this upcoming weekend when you hear it, do you want us to try covering all this information in like a three-hour-long episode, or would you rather have us break it down? Because obviously we're going to have a ton of information from Episode Nine, ton of information from Mandalorian, Galaxy's Edge. Again, the list goes on and on. So I guess my question is to the audience, do you want us to cover it all at once, or do you want it to basically be for like 
the remainder of April, maybe even some of May, we cover all the stuff and give it the time it needs. So if you are so inclined, please let us know in either the Facebook group, on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you can find us. Uh, please let us know. We'd like to know. We're asking you, how, help us help you, as uh, Tom Cruise famously said in Jerry Maguire. And for the record, well, I want the thing I want most from uh, from Star Wars Celebration is I want something new. Like I want, like I want to see rumors. I want someone to be like, oh, I want someone to kind of do like an intentional slip and be like, oh, we're doing, I don't know, something. The Game of Thrones guys, like, like even if it's not the Old Republic, I know there was a rumor going around. John Justice talked about that, like Ryan Johnson's like Star Wars trilogy might revolve around like the invention of space flight. Or something like that, or like really like kind of early, like 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 the oh god, like zero AD of the Star Wars saga. I would love to see. I I, I want something like that. Just something again. Give me, like I said earlier, give me that like concept art, like the one promotional, or give me that one concept art of like the Guardians of the Galaxy in July of 2012. Then cut me off for a year. Like just give me that one little nibble. Like give me that little slight nibble, and I'll be happy. That's what I want. I want a nibble of something much bigger that's off in the distance. Cool, cool beans. Alrighty, Jim. Uh, before, obviously, by the next time we record, we will have a title and a trailer. Would you like to throw your hat in the ring into any guesses as to what the episode nine title might be? Oh my word! Do you have any ideas, Zach? Um. Can I give you my my um, general idea? Sure. I <laughs> don't get too excited now. I think, considering that both episode seven and eight both begin with the word "the," we're not going to get another "the blank blank" title. Considering that both "Revenge of the Sith" and "Return of the Jedi," being the final chapters in their trilogy, both have the of the in the middle I think we're going to get a blank Of the blank title Yet at the same time I think they're going to want to tie this into The Force Awakens So I think of that blank of the blank One of those one of those two blanks Is going to be something about the Force And I think it's going to be either Balance of the Force Or, or Return of the Force Or something like that Or Will of the Force Something in that arena, I have a, I have a general nudging toward. Hmm. Okay. So you're not you're not going to throw a random guess out there, just in the off chance that you hit it big. Oh yeah, that, not the case. But you know, with everything I'm hearing about, you know, the I don't know, it's, I don't know. I I, I didn't <laughs> think about it. Maybe I don't. Know. I'll post it in the <laughs> Facebook group if I come up with something. I think that accurate. All right. Remember, folks, we have a Knights of Vader pool. Whoever does this gets a gets a what the the employee of the month parking spot in the front of the building for the next uh, of the Knights of Vader restaurant for the next oh, month. Good. It's such a long walk. That's fine. Yeah, I'll take. I'd, I'd, I'd like to have that spot. <laughs> you said that earlier, Jim, before we started recording. You love like like immediate parking. It's perfect for you. Oh, I know. It'd be perfect. It would be perfect. So I would. As long as I can get no door dings on the convertible, we're fine. There you go. See, Jim, Jim you're a force ghost. You, you don't drive a car. You just I show up in places. Right. I you just, just like, go up here. That's exactly. right. Exactly. Okay. You, you, show up, you, you show up at the exact time someone needs some like fundamental advice. There you go. That's right. Right or wrong. That's what I'll give you. I'll give you advice. That's fine. Whether it's right or wrong, I don't know. 
I like to imagine Jim like now Jim like, like somebody's like somebody who listens to the podcast is like what has like some like I don't know uh, philosophical dilemma and you just show up driving your 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 what black convertible and you're like convertible Mustang there you go <laughs> and you just show up in the background you like you just yell at them pick the green one and you just drive away and it's like who is that I don't know but he but he's a very powerful sage. <laughs> Exactly. Um, oh Jim, my gosh. You are much wiser than, I, than any of us here at the Knights of Vader, Jim. Oh my God, hardly. Whatever. All right. So concludes this episode of the Knights of Vader, a very off topic Star Wars podcast. Check out our Facebook group, type in Knights of Vader in the Facebook, and chances are you will find us. You can also locate us on Instagram at KOV Podcast. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. Jim, did you see that we got a one-star rating on iTunes? Well, yeah, it did, and I and I had a comment. What did they say? What was we, what? Was, it was just a rating. They left no review. Someone needs to reach out to them and go. What did we do that was so horrible that you actually felt that you had the urge to go through and fill out the survey? That's why I want to know. It's like, I, I, I imagine being that angry, but you don't leave any sort of like content. Like that's such a jerk. Like, I think it's a jerk move giving any podcast a one star review, but like, come on, give us a reason. Like if you're that angry, we should at least be able to address it. Well, or you know what? Extend them to come onto the show. Come on out and tell us what we did wrong. That would be fantastic. Absolutely not. <laughs> I, there is a door and it is locked. No, oh. no normies allowed. Oh my! Yes. Oh my! They can they can voice their complaint in a well, written fashion, but they are not allowed on. I am drawing a. Uh, there's a well, bouncer at the Knights of Vader restaurant. It's the first one star. Give them their platform. They have their platform. They they took a shot at it. All right, all right, Zach. Zach's a little hurt. It's okay. I didn't yes. realize was this was affecting him deeply. I didn't realize yes, it was. One star review. Okay. Where is this kind of crap? Is this? I bust my ass barely editing a podcast and making third-rate mugs. I mean, but you know, I mean, what did your salary increase or decrease here, Zach? It, it was I mean, my. It was my ego. My ego okay, salary. Ego. Okay, it's more important than money. Okay, all right. That's Damn fine. Straight. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so leave us if if you are so inclined, please leave us a uh, rating on iTunes and a review. How about this? You have to give us a five star rating, but if you leave us a review, you can give any star rating you'd like. Well, if you're going to complain, you deserve you, you should give us a chance to at least respond to it. Well, uh, will they will this be broadcast before the first, before the celebration? Uh, yeah, oh, yes, it will come out the Tuesday before all this nonsense. Well, let people give their predictions. Let people write in on the Facebook page what they want to see. Yes, that's another thing too. Once after after whatever I told you earlier, folks, write in your uh, write in your predictions. I, actually, we have one person in the Facebook group. His name is Josh, and he says he wants Ray's parents to be um, yeah, uh, Qui Gon Jinn or Dooku. I like it. Well, and and there's talk that they're tying her to Ben Kenobi. And, you know, but even that's better than making her a Skywalker. Please don't make her a Skywalker. My God, we have, I mean, let her be Kenobi. Let her be a lineage from Kenobi or even Palpatine. That would be fine, too. She's a clone of Palpatine. You know what? I wouldn't be, I'd be fine with that. I'd be fine. <laughs> That'd be so schlocky. I'd love but it, it would be a twist, right? Yeah. But then people will complain about it because it's not something they recognize. 
Well, of course, that's okay. We're back. We're, we're back to we're back getting <laughs> the episode again. Now, here we go. Yeah, it's a vicious cycle. Thank you uh, to Ant Superiority Complex for providing our theme song. Check out the show notes to hear more from them. For questions, comments, concerns, or snide remarks, contact me, Zach, on Twitter. See, this person clearly didn't get to that message. They should have contacted me first before leaving their snide remark on iTunes. Oh, oh yes, that's right. Yes, at Cinemodities, and you can also hear me on Cinemodities where. Erroneously, or when I thought I was going to release this episode, I said you could hear us, Rob and I, talk about Avengers Infinity War and the MCU at large. But now you will be able to hear that because that episode came out yesterday. And Mr. Force Ghost, when you are not driving by people in your black convertible yelling advice at them from the highway, where can people find you? Uh, Facebook's the best one. Uh, JT Thane, T H A Y N E. Feel free to reach out. And uh, I tend to respond pretty quickly if I see it. And don't be alarmed if some guy in a black convertible drives by you yelling <laughs> sageful advice, because I think you know who it is at this point. That's right. It's me. It's Jim. All righty, everybody. Good night, but not goodbye. Good night.